Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Today's podcast is brought to you by BariatricPal.com. Again, that's BariatricPal.com. Are you looking for the world's largest support center for surgery forums, vitamins, bariatric-friendly products? Well, Guess no more. BariatricPal.com has so many bariatric-friendly items for you. If you're looking for vitamins, you want to try different kinds of vitamins, shakes, protein snacks, all very, very inexpensive. They even have like portable blenders for you. So if you're traveling, you can still take your protein uh, powder with you. And they have my favorite multivitamin, which is by Bariatric Health Pro. And that one, I've taken it since day one, never had an issue. So check it out. Use my promo code when you're checking out, which is LR015. Again, that's LR015 at bariatricpal.com. And you can sign up for their Bariatric Pal monthly boxes, which send you so many goodies. And you fill out like a little quiz and survey so they know if you're gluten-free, dairy-free, um, if you have any other like sensitivities, and they really guide it to you. Plus, they have their own podcast, blog, and it's awesome. So sign up for the bariatric bo- box at the very least and use my promo code LR015. Thanks. Welcome back to another week of Life with Liz. All right. Thank you so much, you guys. I just received an overwhelming amount of support last week um, from coming back from a hiatus. Who knew taking a little break would feel so good in the end? I did vent a little. I did. Not going to lie. Um, you know, that's just that's just me. I just needed to do it, and you know what? It felt good to get it out. I waited until, like, I felt like it was at least not um, explosive. You know what I mean? So with that being said, um, also, I want to thank the person who um, Instagram messaged me and said she'd listened to the entire season ahead of her surgery and felt super prepared. So thank you so much because I'm not a doctor. I'm just sharing my journey, my opinions, and my tips, and... Believe it or not, this is like the fourth time I've tried to record this intro because my cat would like to join again. So if she cries, you know, just know that that's Daisy May and she loves you too. So anyway, on to this week's topic. So I mentioned that last week felt really good, um, just kind of getting some things off my chest and coming back and it got me thinking, you know, what do I want to talk about this week on the podcast? And that is really that... Self-care is super important after bariatric surgery. And we all see on the Instagram like and TikTok memes where people are taking bubble baths or going get, to get a facial or getting a mani-pedi and they're like, self-care, you know, uh, which is true. That is a part of self-care. But there are more ways to really take care of yourself than just that supremely topical layer. So with that being said... Nothing against a spa day. I'm going to have one this next weekend for my birthday. So you know what? Take charge. Go for it. But let's talk about the four ways to better yourself um, with self-care after bariatric surgery. Number one. 
Hi, Daisy. Take care of yourself physically. That means more than just going to the gym and being active and getting in those steps, which is crucial, and that will make you feel good just because of the endorphins pumping into your body. But taking better care of yourself physically also means head to toe. Your hygiene is imperative. If you want to pamper yourself, you can do it. You know, take care of your skin, your teeth, your hair, because these are things that get affected by surgery. So I'm not just being vain when I say this. You need to definitely take care of your hair. Get a very deep conditioner. Make sure that you get something um, like a head and shoulders or something that's really um, going to treat dry scalp. Because what nobody told me is that, yes, you would lose your hair, but nobody told me how itchy it was and how dry my scalp would get. Because, duh, Liz, why didn't you think of this? Your scalp is just an extension of your epidermis, a.k.a. your skin, right? So your skin takes a huge beating post-surgery because you're drinking less water in the beginning and definitely like the first six months. You know, I'm well over 100 ounces now and I was prior to surgery, but there for a while, like the max I could get was like 70 ounces. So my skin took a huge beating and I live in Colorado, so less water and a dry climate. I mean, I think I've aged enormously in the last year. Um, but it's important to use a lotion that also has vitamin C because that will also help with um, the loose skin. It'll kind of help with the elasticity. There are some parts of your body that it, they're just never going to snap back. Um, you know, I always talk about um, breast and saggy boob syndrome. That tissue does not snap back. Anywhere where you have stretch marks, it's not going to snap back. That will be where your loose skin is. So you want to take care of it as much as you can. So I recommend using a lotion with the vitamin C in it. Um, you, you'll see them everywhere at Walmart. You don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on this stuff, you guys. Like, if you see a Jergens or a Nivea lotion that's for firm skin with vitamin C, go for it. You don't have to buy a $50 lotion every single month. That's ridiculous. And I was spending a lot of money on shampoo and um, treatments for, like, hair regrowth and and, and things like that, there are specialized shampoos, and I just switched to Head and & Shoulders. And you guys, it's exactly the same, and it cost me like 10 bucks a month. So don't feel like you have to like break your bank. But just know, going into this, or if you're in this now, like those are things you have to take care of. Take care of your teeth, because one of the um, malnutrition causes on of like teeth decay is going to be the calcium. So if you're not taking your calcium vitamin or chewable, and you're not making an effort to get that kind of nutrients in your food, you know, hashtag leafy greens, then your teeth are going to take a beating too. And you're going to be more prone to cavities and gum disease. Fact, fun fact, nobody told me that either. But if you do enough research, you find out. So that is rule number one, take care of yourself. Rule number two, take care of yourself emotionally. Seems like I shouldn't have to say it, since we do have to go through a psych exam prior to surgery. At least you do if you're covered by insurance. Now, if you're cash, I have no idea. Hopefully, a doctor recommends that. But 
here's the thing, and I posted on this Instagram this week, actually. Confidence is not going to come because of surgery. Your insecurities pre-surgery are still going to be there post-surgery. Losing the weight doesn't fix the emotion, you guys. It just doesn't. It'd be great if it was like that kind of magic process where you take a pill and overnight you lose 100 pounds and your insecurities are gone. But that's just not how it works. And I know when I was heavier, I would cover myself up more and wear baggier clothes more just so people couldn't see like where every like role was and where I was just supremely like larger or more uncomfortable. Like my arms to this day, I like to have my arms covered up. Um, and that was an insecurity. And I thought weight loss would make my arms smaller. It really didn't. Yeah, it's because you have to lift weights and that's where I slack the most in my exercise routine. Um, but emotionally, you have to take care of yourself because we're used to suppressing our emotions as a bigger person and with food. And you don't even realize that food has become a coping mechanism at some point. I wasn't a sugar addict. I remember going through classes and people were like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to quit sugar. I'm not going to be able to give up my crystal lights. I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And I thought, "Uh, I'm not. Like, I'm not a food addict, and I'm definitely not a sugar addict. I was using it to cope for boredom, for depression, because I wanted to be included with other people and, like, what they were eating and trying. And, yeah, like, it's a coping mechanism. And so you'll find that you have to find new coping mechanisms post-surgery when you can't turn to food. And that's when people really learn if they have a food addiction or not, because it starts with mind hunger post-surgery where you think you're supposed to be eating, so you've told yourself you're hungry. You have to remember that the hormonal part of your stomach that causes hunger is being cut out of your stomach. So your body isn't telling you it's hungry. Your head is telling you you're hungry, and it's it's a very, very hard thing to do. I didn't really have to deal with it, but my friend who went through surgery on the same day had it instantly instantly felt like they were not full. Um, So everyone's different, you know. Um, But start early in your journey of finding new coping mechanisms that are healthy and that aren't going to feed your anxiety, your stress, your sadness. You want to find things that feed the reward center and that excitement center of your brain. And it doesn't all have to be exercise, you guys. Take a couple of nights a week and read a book, get away from the noise of TV, um, or even like noise in multiple ways, like not just your hearing, but your eyes, like sometimes your eyes just kind of need a rest from the screen as well. But keep a journal, write down how you feel and what's triggering your emotions throughout this whole process. You know, my journal is this podcast. I'm sure if I listened to episodes a year ago, I'd be mortified at at the shit I was saying. And I'm sure a year from now, I'll probably be upset with this podcast, but you can't, you can't turn back because how you feel in the moment is how you feel in the moment. And don't run from your emotional self-care, tackle it head on and find these different activities or, you know, you could even turn to affirmations that help you work your way through the emotional stress because this journey is not just about weight loss. It's about you and you create your own success, um, steps or should I say your own steps to success. So when you find 
something that kind of feeds your soul, hang on to it, you guys. Like I, as you know, if you follow my Instagram account, I'm also a writer and I like witches. I've always liked the idea of this like fictional magical land. And so I write fiction and oftentimes I write about witches not because I am a witch, which is funny because my uncle actually thought that recently, um, but because I believe in the idea that there could be other worlds and other frames of minds, and I like telling a story, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Am I Jane Austen? No, absolutely not. Do I write about other things than witches? Yeah, you bet. I'm also working on uh, an English romance. So, there are different ways to find different outlets, but find something that feeds your soul. And if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. All right, the fourth, sorry, the third, I can't even count. Part of your self-care is the relationship with yourself. So kind of feeds into it, right, emotionally. You, after weight loss surgery, have to relearn who you are. So you're relearning your eating habits. You know, I've said this time and time again, you have a brand new baby. You have a baby stomach and you have to take care of that baby. And during that, you kind of find out all these like little hidden lock boxes about yourself that you just never really realized you had. Or maybe you did. Maybe you were more self-aware than me. I thought I was pretty self-aware, but I still managed to really surprise myself throughout this journey. And as you take time to relearn yourself and in, in who you are and what it is you want out of life and what it is that makes you happy or excited or sad or turn to food, you know, as you find those things, you start to develop this whole new relationship with yourself. And it's someone inside that you've cocooned and now you're turning into a beautiful butterfly. I know that sounds cheeseball, but it's true. Like I often just think, God, I'm... I just feel so much better. It's not about looks. It's about how I feel, which takes me into step number four. The last part about taking care of yourself mentally is so important because mentally, your mindset is just as important to success and self-care as everything else you're working on, right? So you're learning how to cook in some cases a lot of um a lot of you have said that you didn't cook before surgery and you relied more on prepackaged meals or fast food or takeout and you took time in 2020 to kind of teach yourself how to cook and cook in a healthier manner and that's fantastic um if you don't cook but you want to learn how there are these like five ingredient cookbooks all over amazon that you can get like five ingredient italian five ingredient bariatric friendly you know, five ingredient keto if you go that route. You guys, it's so easy once you start. And I actually find cooking a stress reliever. I, again, it's another place where I get to be creative, right? It's another place where I get to get out of my box at work. Like at work, I feel, you know, you're kind of in a box, even though I now work in marketing and I'm still in the same company, but I, I now work in marketing but I'm actually more in the box because now I have these like bylaws to fit into, right? So when I do everything else in my life, I like to, you know, color with red and color with blue and color with gray and just find something that mentally feeds my mindset because I find when my mindset's right, I feed myself emotionally correctly and that all leads into 
personally taking care of myself and it makes me have the energy to physically go out and take care of myself and and help take care of my skin or my hair or do the things that will take care of my body as well as my mind, right? So mentally, is the, to me, where I stood before this journey um, is, is the most important because I think my mindset factors into everything, if that makes sense. And you're going to be a part of a community going forward that requires a tough mental outlook, right? It's harder. It's restricted. And you definitely feel more restricted in the first six months, I would say. Um, but you're, you're going to need to have a mindset that will set you up for success. And I don't really feel like there are failures in this journey because that, I mean, that's life. If you fall off the, off track, you just get back on. You just start over. I will say stop being so hard on yourself because that's the mindset we had before surgery, right? I know I felt like I wasn't good enough. I don't have that mindset anymore. And I now no longer approach things like that. If that makes sense. Hopefully. Hopefully it does. Hopefully you're still with me and you're still listening. Um, but try to catch yourself. Try to catch when you make an excuse or try to find a loophole from staying on track. And talk yourself out of it. I, I do it all the time. I All the time I'll be like, no, I can't work out today. You know, I'm mentally exhausted. Well, I would mentally feel better if I did work out today, you know, because it relieves so much stress and anxiety. So find your coach within and find your mindset and make a list of things you want to accomplish in a week and do it and check them off. I know it sounds so silly, but when you make a physical list and write it out and you have like the thrill of crossing something out, you get a little sense of accomplishment. <laughs> you, you really do. You feel like, oh man, I, I just was so productive this week. So with that being said, my friends, um, let me tell you how I felt productive this weekend. Now, as you know, we've moved into a new house. We now have a yard to take care of because our townhouse did not have a yard. Which, silly me, I thought that's what I was missing. <laughs> um, yard work's hard. I've never done it before. You know, growing up, that was my father's job. He did it all. When I was younger, I do remember my mom gardening, but she had several knee surgeries and couldn't get that low on the ground anymore, so my dad really took over all of it. So in my opinion, that's man's work. In my husband's opinion, we split it. So he mows. I went out, I seeded the lawn, because we have several dead spots, weeded it, because the former owners obviously never weeded it a day in their life, ripped out these grass shrubs that were like teeth, if you know what I mean, like teeth in the dirt into the ground, so difficult to get out. They cut my legs, they cut my arms, and I, like, first I took clippers and just, like, sheared them low, because these suckers were, I'm 5'6", and they were probably, like, 5 foot. Um, so I did all that, rake that up, and then started digging them out. 
what a pain in my ass. I, I understand why landscaping and yard work is not for everyone. However, all by myself, I got those two big honkers out. I did one on Saturday and one on Sunday um, because it it was long, it was hot, it was in the direct sun, and uh, I have to say, after I did all this gardening work and replaced flowers and planted lavender and mulched the garden beds and took 896 trips to Home Depot, I felt this new wave of accomplishment because this was something I had never done before. Did I enjoy it? Eh, hard to say. Did I enjoy the feeling afterwards? You betcha. And I rewarded myself by ordering a gas fireplace, um, fire pit. I almost said fireplace, but outdoor fire pit. Because I do know my strengths and weaknesses, and I know I'm not going to be taking care of, like, burned wood or cleaning that sucker out, and I'm lazy, so I got a gas one. But that was my treat. So if I'm going to manicure myself this beautiful backyard, I'm going to enjoy it the way I want to enjoy it. So this weekend, my friends, st uh, watch my Instagram stories. I have some friends coming in town. We're having kind of a girls weekend. Um, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be rewarding. And it's like a treat for myself for all the hard work I've done the last year and a half. So with that being said, guys, let's talk soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Life with Liz. Follow me on Instagram at LizRouteOfficial.